Hello, Anna Mulder with you, bringing you the highlights from the ABC coverage of the 47th Tamworth Country Music Festival. Yeah, and he, my, my, my father-in-law, uh, he, was, he was a bit of a mad bomb watcher. Every time he thought bomb was actually Google, <laughs> and, and he'd say to me, oh, look, you better put it in the bomb, <laughs> because that's the only association he had with a computer. And oh, he, was really? a, he would always tell us when a sou'easter was blowing in and stuff oh, like that. Um, we lost him last year, but we still do the same on holidays now. We say, Ray would have loved this weather. <laughs> uh, what was his profession? Was he a farmer? or No, he was a, a sailor. So they get a bit obsessed oh, with weather and they know yeah, what's going on. So that was, the, that was the reason why he loved it. Yeah, I love talking to sailors and stuff. They're really weather literate, you know. Oh, very really much know so. What they're, go- what they're talking about. He had a barometer on his, uh, on his wall that he watched like religiously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anita. Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Anita, from the Bureau of Meteorology there. And Troy Casadani is with us in the studio this morning. Troy, your daughter, Jem, has been here at the Academy of Country Music. How does Dad's advice stack up against what she's learnt now at the Academy? Look, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been pretty laid back with advice, Jennifer. I, I, I don't like being a stage dad. I think that's not the role I wanted to play. So we sort of said to her, look, um, she had some interest in coming down here for the for the college. And I said, let's just have a look at if we can get you in. First of all, she's only just turning 18. She's very, very young. Everyone there was really, really helpful. And she got in and just really, really enjoyed it. She, was a, she sort of arrived the first night and was really intimidated by the whole thing. She said, everyone here seems so professional compared to my inept self. Oh. That was the 17-year-old text that I got. And I said, oh, inept? I don't think so. No. But if anyone's listening that was considering um, sending their young person, like in their 18, 19, 20s, right through to people who are getting and onto their 50s. Um, I can't speak highly enough about what they've achieved with Jem. And she then was supposed to fly out to a friend's 18th birthday and to catch up with a boyfriend and get a bit of a life before we hit the road for a mm. week. And um, she didn't want to go. She was crying <laughs> at Cal Rossi saying, I'm just going to miss all these great friends that I've made over these two weeks. They all really bonded. And, um, and Kevin Bennett was the, the leader of her group. And Jennifer, uh, I, I, if I was going to go to school, I'd want Kevin Bennett at the front of my group too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was talking about it uh, on Friday. He'd been there with him for two oh. weeks and he said, just incredible the amount of talent. And people like young Jem, but also people that have already done some hard yards they, yeah. they're still coming back and and trying to work out what's their sound what's their their song what do they want to be and where, what space do they want to feel in country music well one lady opened up the show and we heard this big go mum from the crowd at the finale <laughs> concert and and she told me later on that she had four kids and she wanted to go back and discover why she obviously had uh, commitments with the family she wanted to go back and discover what was that big love affair with music that she may have missed and she wants to re- regain a little bit of it so yeah, the college, um, really, really incredible experience for a lot of the people that I spoke to. And I'm just glad Jem uh, got down there in the first three days and was not inept and <laughs> wrote a great song with Catherine Britt, showed us what she was doing on that Friday night and we were all just crying like babies. So very special for her. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you're kicking off your Greatest Hits tour right here in Tamworth. I don't know how you decide what becomes your greatest hit. must have been a blast going back and looking through those songs and the, the DVDs and the cassette tapes. It'd be interesting to see what it left off, actually. There, there, <laughs> there were some, some victims of it as well because, I mean, I started with about uh, 50, 60 songs and, and put them on a stick and threw them in the car. These days, it's the best way to go through it. So, uh, you know, I would think to myself, yeah, well, look, people ask for this particular song or 
you're really connected with one, or one might have been a single. I thought if I bothered to make one song in particular a single, it must have been okay. So I go back and use that as the criteria. Then there's the ones that people ask for. Then there was obviously the ones that are the affair of the heart. Ones that you look at and you go, wow, I wouldn't be able to put a greatest hit together without that. I know it wasn't a single, but it's it's very special. So it was it was a great process to go through. I don't like, as a rule, listening to myself. But um, <laughs> are there some songs you go, oh, yeah, that was okay at the time, but now oh, I look back, yeah. and then people want that one. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> some some of them, you know, I, I think to myself, they're like best friends, but they're like the best friends you just like to get away from every yeah. now and then. And and I think that's what it was like uh, going through the, the the choosing process. But hey, you know, you're lucky to get into a stage of your life where you might be just about to turn fifty, like I am in May. And you get a, a greatest hits record to be able to put together. It, it, it is a real honour to be able to look back on your career before you move into the next phase. And um, and I, I've got you know enough songs for probably uh, another two records at the moment that I, I'd love to share with people too. But that's got to come down the line, and um, mm. and I'm happy to to do that. But for the time being, it'll give me a little bit more time to write and finish off what record I want to put out. Exactly. It's twenty past seven here at ABC New England Northwest. Jennifer Ingall is my name. I'm with Troy Cassadaly in the studio. He's also got something called the Lost. Founds tape, but you can find out a bit more about that on his website. You're nominated for Heritage Song of the Year with The Shadows on the Hill, and it featured in the series TV series Mystery Road. What came first, the song or the the, the request for the for the music for the TV show? Well, the song came first. Um, I was at a men's camp for my uncle and uh, my cousin that was passing away last year, and we decided we'd all pull together and get the men together and honour some of our older generation blokes. And we don't get to do that very often, so my wife is very encouraging of it. You know, the thing is, when we were sitting around the fire, there was a lot of lot of really great stories that came out, the ones that I'd never heard. We heard a story about a really big massacre that happened up on the river, which was a sad part of our history, but an honest part that you have to know about. So on my way home, uh, my cousin who had cancer rang me and he just said... Um, that was an incredible weekend, thank you. Uh, and I, I wrote this song in my head called Shadows on the Hill about the big massacre. And then I recorded it in my lounge room. I set up two microphones. Really? And, um, yeah, I just wanted to put it down for him and send yeah. it back to him. So when I got, he was the first person, the only person I sent it back to. But it also, I slipped it to a mate of mine called Wayne Blair, who uh, was the director of the Sapphires. And Wayne said, I have to give this to someone to do something with. He said it just is a song that everyone needs to be able to hear. It's a beautiful part of a history that yeah. needs to be shared. So he then passed it on to some people at ABC and it's, it then ended up on the series. It was a funny way how it grew, Jennifer. You know, songs just come out of, your, out of the top of your head and it's from total emotion around a campfire, but then it ends up being shared with everyone on an ABC show. And you think, think oh, it takes you to another, a whole other place. And now it? it's nominated. Yeah. My cousin up there would be looking down and going, mate, I never would have thought the a big conversation around a campfire over at uh, Buckarumby and Grafton yeah. would ever result in a nomination for a golden guitar. Yeah. Look, can we hear it? Oh, look, I'll play it for you for sure. No worries. No. It's Troy Castadale, Shadows on the Hill. History is a, an amazing thing, and it's got to be shared. Can't be a mystery. I see shadows on the hill up beside the old sawmill where our people were killed. I see shadows on the hill I see shadows on the ground Where the bones don't make no sound 
Hidden so they can be found I see shadows on the ground On the old Glen Innes Road Where the great man river flows Men, women, children slain Buried up there on that range I woke up in the dead of night Saw two men in the firelight They had scars upon their chest Said their spirits cannot rest They spoke to me in tongue I answered back at a very once Never spoke that way before I am not a man by law But I see shadows on the hill Up beside the old sawmill Where my people were killed I see shadows on the hill Where the catfish makes its ring And the birds refuse to sing Voices follow family lines as they whisper through the pines And around the granite stones They'll forever be alone Their killers got all free But their shadows never leave Shadows on the hill Up beside the old sawmill Where our people were killed I see shadows on the hill You've been listening to the ABC coverage of the Tamworth Country Music Festival for 2019. 